Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. When a player doesn't give you an answer, I would always have a saying when we couldn't find something out from a player. As an agent or a GM, no answer is an answer. And that's the way you have to look at it. Yeah. Especially, you know, I think Edmonton really values Adam Larson. I think they'd love to have him back. I think they put their best foot forward or a really strong foot forward at the very least. And they've got no answer. Well, that is an answer. He said it a week ago. That's Brian Lawton on this show. And that is the Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct work where where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. I'm not uh, ignoring the text. There's literally hundreds coming in, and there's a lot of people upset right now. And uh, that comes with the territory. It's ironic how the narrative switched. There were a lot of people upset when Adam Larson was first acquired, and now there's a lot of people upset four years later that uh, the Oilers couldn't get a deal consummated with Adam Larson to stay. Again, we'll never know why Adam's elected to make the decision he has. Maybe one day he'll get into it, but it's his prerogative. It's his choice. As we welcome back to the show, a man who uh, headed up Octagon's hockey agency, later was a general manager uh, in the uh, National Hockey League with Tampa Bay Lightning, himself a player of uh, a fair amount of uh, reputation, number one overall pick in the NHL draft from the NHL Network, Brian Lawton. Hi, Brian. How you doing? I'm doing terrific. How are you? Uh, well, uh, the news came in early this morning and uh, for Oilers fans that have an appreciation for the uniqueness of what Larson provides uh, it's a tough day in Edmonton I mean he was considered part of Dave Dave Tippett your uh, you know you have a strong acquaintance with Dave often referred to Adam as part of the Oilers leadership core here and he is elected to start something fresh with Seattle how would you interpret what's transpired here well, I do agree with you. It's going to be a loss for Edmonton. You know, Adam's one of those guys that's not flashy, doesn't get a lot of points. But when you think of him in terms of being interchangeable with other players, there's not a lot of options that do what he does effectively, as effectively as he does, Bob. And for that, I say it'll be a loss. Now, for the Edmonton Oilers, they'll have to pick up the pieces and turn to plan B, C, or D and try to figure out 
you know, the the whole goal about the Oilers this offseason is about taking a couple of steps forward. This this will throw a wrinkle in their plan, but I still see them achieving that goal. Do you believe the Oilers need to – do you investigate as to why Larson – decided to go to Seattle or do you just move on from it because he's made the decision and 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 start planning around it um I think you move on from it to be honest with you my suspicion is Ken Holland as the GM he probably knows the answer already and it could be anything you know uh, there's a number of things that you know some of them are very personal too yes um that's not in my business honestly I, I know what happened with Adam there and his family, and that was just a horrific deal. I don't know if that was the reason. I just know that uh, it's something that obviously would have bothered me. And that has nothing to do with Edmonton or anything like that. You're just talking about unfortunate circumstances. Things happen in life. There's no way around that. Ultimately, um, Seattle's going to be a great opportunity. It's a no-state tax. Players love that. Uh, the ownership group is terrific there. There's a lot of positives, too. For the other guys, then you got to take that into account. Should the Edmonton Oilers contemplate bringing Tyson Berry back a year, well, on October the 9th, which was a Saturday, uh, yeah, October 9th and 10th, the 10th actually was a Saturday, you were one of the guys that talked about the great fit for Tyson Berry on a one-year deal at $3.75 million. The Oilers still have Ethan Bear, and I think most Oilers fans, Brian, want to see Evan Bouchard play and think that Bouchard might have the highest ceiling of all of the defensemen, well, next to Darnell Nurse, maybe. Uh, should Edmonton contemplate bringing back Tyson Berry, or do they need a different type of defenseman? That's a very difficult question to answer. I think that if Adam Larson had signed, he would not have been in the plans. And you might say, well, why is that? You have completely different D. It just has to do with the size that you have on your back end. And, you know, if I were to envision, say, uh, Ethan Bear, Tyson Berry, uh, Evan Bouchard, right side, I'm not sure I would like that. Now, at the same time, as you get into plan B, C, or D, you're going to have to make the best decision out of all your options. I think we're going to find out in a few hours, you know, that Seattle will end up taking 10, 11, D, when it's all said and done, why would they do that? Because they're just something that is very hard to find. It's hard to find quality D in this league. Quite frankly, it's part of the reason why we drafted Victor Hedman. And nobody ever says that, Bob. All the people say the same thing. We take the best player, and then we try to figure out what to do with that asset. Yeah, to some degree that's true, but not 100%. D to me. Anytime I have two players that are tied and one's a D, I'll take the D every time. In terms of cap space, planning for a draft, what have you. Why? Because they're so darn hard to find. Yeah. And that's why I say this is this will be a challenge for Edmonton. In a perfect world, yes, sure. I've already read a bunch of the things. I like to pay attention to the fans in Edmonton. I get a kick out of it. They're so passionate. Uh, there's so many opinions. You know, I've already heard, why wasn't this done earlier? Well, obviously... Uh, it's not like the Edmonton Oilers hadn't tried. It just didn't come together. And I think they tried until the very, very end. Uh, and now it's at a point where you got to move on. You don't lose Adam Larson. You lose the difference between who you replace Adam Larson with and, the, who you, and who you bring in. 
That's different than losing an entire player, and I think people sometimes forget that. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, you know, like, it's funny from it. <laughs> Ken Holland was criticized for not doing enough at the trade deadline. He added Dmitry Kulikov. Because some people say, well, damn it, you guys should have known that you could, you weren't getting Larson done. Like, could you imagine if they had traded Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Adam Larson as under, pending unrestricted free agents because they didn't have those guys? Instead, they took their chances. I'll be honest with you. Uh, you know, for me, Brian, in May, I thought it was Larson who was going to be signed here and Nugent Hopkins who might be going. And instead, it's the opposite. Is that why? Yeah, you, know, you never know, Bob. You're there always you banking on players. Yeah, you know you're always banking on players like the organization and they want to stay. And in the end, that'll keep them. It's easier to stay with familiarity. It's harder to move, not the opposite. And especially when, you know, you've got a really good group of young players there. I'm not just talking about hockey players. I'm talking about people, you know, kids. I call them kids. They're not kids anymore. They're young men. But they're not young men that you worry about are going to do crazy things. And when I say you have a really good group, that's what I mean, really sound character in their group. But ultimately, every player is going to make their own decision best on what they feel is right for them and their family. Still the way it works. Team is family, but family trumps team family. Bingo. All right. Uh, let's talk about some of the potential options. David Savard. Now, he's now 31, and to me, he looked different this year than when I recall seeing him play with Columbus a couple years ago as a 28- or 29-year-old defenseman. Um, I, You know, Larson was unequivocally a stone-cold mortal lock as a top 4D. Do you think that David Savard is still a top four defenseman, or is he more of a third-pairing guy? I agree with your analysis. In the high-flying Tampa Bay Lightning system, he didn't look as rock-solid. Obviously, he played in the third pair. To be fair to him, he made a couple of excellent plays that really stood out. And I don't mean just that. I just mean offensively. Even, you know, assisting on the winning goal by Ross Colton to win the Stanley Cup. You know, that was a big-time play by McDonough at the blue line to get it over Savard, but he showed great patience. He can do things like that that surprise you, but his foot speed didn't look as good as it had been in the past to me. So I would do a lot of due diligence on that before I would, you know, dive in there. Not unlike Travis uh, Hamannick, a guy that, yeah, another guy that, you know, he, he didn't quite look as good as he's looked in the past. Now you're going through unusual times. That's why you've got to go to the nth degree. You've got to make good decisions. You can't afford to miss on a player like that, especially if you're going to get forced into giving them term to out-compete the other teams that have the very same needs the Oilers have. So it's going to be tough. There's no doubt about it. Not mission impossible, but definitely mission difficult. Bit of an off-the-radar guy here for you. Yanni Hawk and paw. Love him. Uh, love his size. Love his ability to shut down the cycle. Um, love his price point. There's a lot of things to like about him. I wasn't surprised when Carolina plucked him from Anaheim last year in a deal that wasn't talked much about. If you go back and look, you know, he filled a really nice role in the third line and gave them some optionality for killing penalties and being a little bit heavier on certain nights. He's a valuable guy, in my opinion. Represented by uh, the Sports Corporation out of Edmonton here. I think there's going to be, 
And, and maybe Carolina gets him re-signed here before the 28th, but I think there might be a little bit of a market surge on him, to be frank with you. Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, yeah. It, you know, and a guy like that was in the low millions last year. Um, you know, there's a chance they could drift up close to the $2 million mark at some point. You know, at, at some point, it doesn't look as good, and those are the tough decisions that GMs have to make. But now we're going to get to the nitty-gritty of it. Once we get past this evening, and I'm out here at NHL Network doing my 100 different mock drafts as they kind of leak out across the country, right? <laughs> which is interesting, but uh, it's tougher when you sign in players and things like that, obviously. But um, I just think that there's going to be a run on D when it's all said and done, and people are going to get really, really nervous about shoring up that position in their organization. Eric Goodbranson, Brian Lawton joining us right now from the NHL Network. It's funny, with Hawk and Paw, uh, I sort of see him being an under-the-radar guy. With Goodbranson, a former third overall pick in the NHL, is he a guy who's maybe declining in value in the perception of general managers around the league? Uh, in all of my conversations with general managers, definitely a guy that is declining. Certainly from where he was coming out of Florida, you know, he's had a couple of stops since then. Hasn't really gone necessarily great for him. So I I would be leery there. Price point is always the key. Brian, uh, let's switch to uh, forwards. Taylor Hall, I, I don't know if it's been made official yet by Boston. Do I, maybe they even have to wait until all. I mean, Seattle had the, the list went out to the teams earlier this morning. Taylor Hall to the Boston Bruins, a rumored four-year deal, $6 million. So the Oilers have re-signed Nugent Hopkins. Boston has re-signed Hall. Landeskog likely to re-sign with the Colorado Avalanche. Edmonton's going to have some money, and we have a lot of fans already that are freaking out over Zach Hyman because in in unrestricted free agency, Brian, players are often overturned and overpaid. Um, what are your thoughts on a potential addition of a guy like Zach Hyman to Edmonton? Well, first off on Taylor Hall, I, I think that's a pretty good recovery from him in a place that you know he played pretty well, and it seems like that's a pretty level or fair deal for Zach Hyman. It's more complicated. There's so much demand for him. Not unlike we just saw with Barclay Goodrow. Is Barclay Goodrow worth six years at three point six million? Not to me, he isn't. But when when supply is less than demand, that's what happens. So Zach Hyman will be a benefactor of that very same phenomenon. Will he be a benefactor to the tune of five and a half million? Or anything with a five, I certainly think it's possible, and that's not where I would place value on him. Not quite at that level, but yet, if you need that player, that's kind of a Swiss Army knife, can play up and down the lineup, can do anything for you, basically, whether you want him out in the last minute to try to score a goal or help your team score or defend a one-goal lead, kill penalties or play on the power play. So he's a really unique player. He's coming off a really great season. Um, I'm fascinated to see what happens for him, but it's kind of buyer beware on that one. You're going to end up with too much term and probably too high of a price, and yet there'll be more than four or five teams that are willing to do it, do that, knowing what I just said. 
Brian, you're working the expansion draft tonight for the NHL Network. A lot of the names are already out, but do we have all the information yet? Like, is it possible, well, we've lost this guy, but there was this pick included, so they took this player. Is that feasible at this stage, do you think? It's certainly out there. I can tell you I'm in the offices already here doing the expansion draft, as you mentioned, and we do not have that information. But I looked at, you know, different deals just that are rumored, and it could be, you know, for some familiarity with Edmonton fans to to give it a little bit of a personal touch. I thought the Islanders would probably take, excuse me, that Seattle would probably take Josh Bailey from the Islanders, and yet it's rumored that they took Jordan Everly, half a million dollars more. A um, little bit of a different player, obviously, but both good wingers. And that that kind of surprised me. And when I saw that, the first thing I said is, hmm, Lou's either really persuasive or there's some type of sweetener in that deal. I'll be curious to find out if that's the case, but that is what I think, that something else is attached to that. So as a former manager in the league, and I'm going to leave you with this one, tough day. The Oilers have lost Larson. As you stated last week, the fact that he hasn't said yes is telling you something at this stage. You can sit there and bemoan the loss, or you can crave the opportunity to do something different, can't you? You can, and you got to find different solutions, and you never know how it's going to work out. You you really don't. You got to keep moving forward. The Oilers played. You know, they 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 took some gambles this summer. You have to to try to move the club forward. One of them was on Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Ultimately, that worked out beautifully for them. And then they kind of went the same path again with Adam Larson, and it doesn't work out. Well, now you're into Plan B, C, or D. But but those were the risk. And Ken Holland's been doing this a long time. He knew it. It just didn't break his way. He'll come up with some other solutions. Fans will be able to judge how that worked out about halfway through the season, I'd say you'll know. But just to conclude, in theory, from your perspective, if they went if they went and re-signed Tyson Berry and had Barry, Bear, and Bouchard, that may be a little bit challenged defensively. Is that fair? I'd say the right side is just, I wouldn't say soft, it just lacks a little bit of aggressiveness and size. But I can tell you also, Bob, you could very easily come back with those guys and come back with the left side that they have, which I would consider much stronger in this case, and still be in a position come trade deadline uh-huh. day to make, to make a move and shore up that right side. Hmm. I really believe that. They've got the type of team that could do it. Um, and that's another strategy. That's why I say there, there's a lot of weapons available to Ken Holland and his staff. Um, it may not look the way fans want it, but even the Stanley Cup champion has had to adjust their team at trade deadline to get to where they want to be. You look at the Tampa Bay Lightning and the back-to-back years of adding Goodrow, adding Coleman, and then this year adding Savard as well. So that's just part of the strategy now. It's hard to carry all these guys on your cap. So sometimes you got to do it that way, but you got to have some assets, and that really only works out great for one team in the end. If you're Tampa... You're 100 for 100. But everybody else that tries to make moves like that, you can take a lot of grief for that as well. Personally, if your team's in that wheelhouse, you should do it every year. 
Great stuff, Brian. Love having you on the show. Wish I could watch your show later today. We don't get the NHL Network, as you know, up in Canada, but we appreciate uh, you joining us every Wednesday here in Oilers now. All right. Well, hopefully it'll leave us some suspense before we get on the air. There you go. That is Brian Lawton. He is our Oilers Now headliner for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Uh, Bruce Chris, guests on this show, and uh, Brendan Connolly and Taylor Medic and the gang, I'm warning you, uh, made the rounds today. Uh, guests on the show receive guest certificates to Bruce Chris Steakhouse, whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night of the town. Every meal is an occasion at Bruce Chris Steakhouse, open Wednesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until 10 p.m. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We are going to get to some texts when we return on Oilers Now. It is 1253 in Edmonton. Hi, this is Mike Smith from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Welcome back. 12.55. For you golfers, if you're looking for a great VIP golf trip, join New West Travel on a four-day golf getaway in Spectacular Mountains at Whistler, B.C. Package includes airfare and private West jet charter with complimentary open bar and meals three nights in a deluxe suite hotel, four rounds of five-star golfing in the coastal mountains, and a New West Travel Golf Tournament with prizes. All transfers can book now and get a free upgrade to a one-bedroom suite to book your tee time. Call New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. All right, let's get to some text. Uh, this text comes in saying, you can blame... You can place the blame at the feet of Ken Holland without hesitation on losing Adam Larson. The Duncan Keith deal was not a deal that was going nowhere. In the two months' time uh, from today, that deal could have been made. Instead, uh, Holland did it and lost a protection spot, and here we are without a very important defender. Uh, the texter goes on to say, Bob, you truly are a paid employee by this team. You defended the Ferentz deal, the Lucic deal, and losing Larson is a direct result of a window created by the Keith deal. You are like a musician playing his instrument on the Titanic. Is this the same guy that texted us back uh, when the orders were 3-6 and six and said he hoped that uh, Edmonton missed the playoffs and Connor McDavid demanded a trade in terms of the Titanic reference? Um at the time of the Andrew Ference trade, I said there's a chance he could be a captain, and the hope was that he would be a top-four defenseman for the Oilers. Um, that did not work out, and the final two years weren't any good, and I would say that it led to some consternation between the younger group of players and, and maybe 
Ference's philosophical approach both on and off the ice, to be frank with you. I most certainly did support the Milan-Lucic deal. I did. I believed he could be a good player for Edmonton for three to four years. I do not believe that Adam Larson was a, uh, lost as a result um, of uh, the window created by the Duncan Keith trade. I don't believe that to be the case. Now, the fact that he's signed with the Seattle, I mean, I thought Larson was going to get signed in May. I thought it was a higher probability that Nugent Hopkins wouldn't get signed. Uh, and you're right. I am a paid employee of the Oilers Entertainment Group. Full disclosure, we've never held that back. Okay? So you can interpret what you want. When somebody sits there and Ryan Strom gets traded, uh, uh, when uh, Ryan Strom got traded for Ryan Spooner, I said, in theory, the hope is that Spooner provides the Oilers with more speed up front can read between the lines of what was said. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Uh, Larson is a UFA. No one ties up a spot for a UFA. Uh, the Keith year, uh, the Keith acquisition had nothing to do with it, says a texter. The only UFA skater that was protected by an NHL team was the Montreal Canadiens, and it had to do a bit with exposure for the Canadiens. They had to expose two guys that met the criteria up front uh, for Montreal's list. UL Armia, I, I believe, will sign a four-year extension with the Montreal Canadiens. They're close to a deal. He is represented by Edmonton's Jerry Johansson. So I think you'll see Armia sign somewhere in the range of about $3.25 million. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Uh, more texts coming in. What's this one saying? Bob, Larson left for the uh, money and same deal the Oilers had it basically in place. Another player turning his back on Edmonton. And the people on Twitter don't know hockey. Again, I, we're not sure why exactly he made the decision he did. But given some of the challenges he had, you sort of heard the interview with Brian Lawton. Might be understandable that the guy was looking for a fresh start. Oscar Clefbaum's no longer here, a guy he was close to. Had a tough personal issue that he had to deal with here. Wasn't exactly welcomed with open arms from some of the fan base when he started. And there's no question he won the fans over and became a very valuable part. It's it's a loss for the owners. We'll see how the team is ultimately able to respond. We'll head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Come back with the Cult of Hockey's David Staples. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.